All right, what's up, everyone? This is a new episode of Sports Harder. Coming at you live on this Saturday weekend. We have a lot to talk about. We're back and better, ready to rumble in the jungle for another all-new episode. As always, I am your host, Maddie Lukewarm Ice, and my co-host for today is Chris the Gorilla Binder. How's it going, Chris? It's good. What's going on, man? Uh, not much. Uh, you know, the weekend. You know, just taking advantage of that, and you know, football is coming up. <laughs> and it's a <laughs> like, three-day weekend. Yeah, three-day weekend as well. And you know, I, I don't know. It just feels different for some odd reason with football coming up. Um. It almost feels like it's not supposed to be time yet. I don't. I don't know why. I just. I feel like football is not supposed to be here. <laughs> yeah, it, it. It feels like it's not supposed to be here, but at the same time, it feels like it's late. <laughs> <laughs> it's like mixed mixed emotions with with everything with the the COVID going on. So, um, a majority of the episode today will you know, be focused on the NFL because we're going to be making our picks. Um, we're going to be talking uh, last minute fancy football stuff because we have our fancy football draft today for the podcast. So I'm super excited about that. Aaron Donald, and- number one. <laughs> <laughs> let's just let's just fill the minds of everyone else with that with that uh, thought there. You know, <laughs> we'll get them off of their game. Um, but, uh, but yeah, um, and then something that, you know, we kind of dropped the ball on and I didn't realize until today, college football starts today. So we, we kind of been, uh, you know, uh, skimming over that, glancing over that, you know, not paying attention to that, but some important college football stuff, especially with COVID going on that we haven't been talking about that we'll uh, have to cover today with, uh, with, uh, college football starting. Um, but let's, let's get through some of the other, uh, playoffs first to get that out of the way. So that way, you know, we can, uh, get started with that we want to talk about. Um, so let's look at, uh, well, let's start with NHL first cause okay. they don't have very many games. So, uh, yesterday, uh, with the two series have been decided. Uh, so you were, you were correct with the Dallas Stars, and this was an exciting game because it went into overtime, a game seven in overtime. The Stars win five to four over the Avalanche, and so the Stars advance to the uh, Western Finals of the Stanley Cup. Yeah. So – I'm I'm going to own up to it. I don't know crap about hockey really. <laughs> and two of the two of the series that have finished, I I picked the winners. <laughs> I th- I think I need to go to Vegas and make some bets.
All right. Sorry about that, everyone. A uh, little bit of technical difficulties. Uh, I guess the podcast didn't want me to host. It wants you to host, Chris. <laughs> no, 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 no. This is yours. <laughs> Um, but what I, what I was saying before it cut me off is that, um, we can now officially say that we have a NHL expert on our podcast because you have gotten, you know, the, the matchups correct, uh, in the series. So, you know, well, any NHL stuff will just, you know, we'll go to you for that. You're our expert now. No, I know nothing about the NHL. (laughs) (laughs) You you must though because you you called it right. <laughs> Those are lucky guesses, but I was saying before we got cut off that I just need to go to Vegas and make some bets. I think. <laughs> <laughs> there you go, and then that's when uh, you know you would start losing because then you know you have a stake in it, <laughs> right? <laughs> um, that was like uh, my mom. Uh, once the uh, World Series gets the, you know, the the two teams that are in it, she's always predicted like who has won it. Like she's gotten it right for, oh man, she's gotten it how how many years in a row? It's like it's been like twenty or thirty years in a row that she's gotten it right every year, and she's we've always told her you should go to Vegas and, you know, maybe put some bets on and make some money out of it. And she was like, well, as soon as I do that, that's going to be the year that I get it wrong, you know? (laughs) (laughs) So uh, she doesn't, she doesn't want to put that at risk. Um, And then the other matchup, the other matchup was, um, the Vegas Knights and the uh, Vancouver Canucks. Um, I think I think it had kicked me because I was trying to use my phone to like look at the scores while it was recording. So I can't look at the scores right now. I'm trying to pull it up on my computer. But um, do do you have what the final score was for that? Uh, yeah, the Vegas Golden Knights won three nothing. Three nothing, and that was a game seven as well. Um, and so Vegas will go on to play Dallas in the Western Finals. So, what what do you, Mister NHL expert, think uh, will take <laughs> that and go to the Stanley Cup for the West? Uh, that that's hard because the Golden Knights. Like, I, I actually, not knowing much about hockey, I've been trying to watch it to kind of understand it a little more. Um, I, I watched almost every game of the Golden Knights and they dominated that entire series. Like the Canucks won the games off of lucky goals. Like Mm -hmm. Vegas absolutely dominated that entire series. It probably should have been a four, one series, but Vancouver was able to push it to seven. However, the Stars did beat the stronger team in the in the Avalanche. So, with Vegas being dominant, obviously the Stars are too. And I didn't really watch them play much. Um, I think this one's honestly going to go to seven. And I, since I have to pick, I'm going to pick Vegas. <laughs> All right. Okay. Um, 
it's weird because I've always been, I've been picking against Dallas like this whole entire time and they keep on winning every time I pick against them. So I'm like scared to keep doing it, but I still like Vegas. Like I think Vegas is been, like you said, dominant. They've been doing a great job. Um, it's, uh, it's one of those things where I feel like they will get to the Stanley cup finals again. And I feel like this year is their year, you know, whoever comes out of the East, I don't think will still be able to, um, to beat them. So uh, I, I like Vegas going all the way. I'm going to stick with them. Hopefully that is not the kiss of death since I haven't really been picking that well for the NHL. But um, and like I said, every time I pick against Dallas, they kind of make me regret it. Um, <laughs> but uh, um, we'll we'll see how that that series goes. Um, uh, my computer is so, so slow. It makes me sad. <laughs> well, the other game, that, there is a game that's going to happen today. It's game seven of the Islanders and Flyers. And the dis- the winner of that game is going to be going to the Eastern Conference Finals against the Lightning. Okay, fair enough. Uh, so, I mean, who do you think in this game seven will will take it for the Flyers and the uh, Islanders? Um, I'm, I have to stick with my original pick for the whole series, which was the Islanders. Yeah, I think uh, I think the Islanders will take it as well. Um, I don't think the Islanders could be able to get past Tampa, though. No. <laughs> um, and then it would be my pick for the finals would probably be Tampa and Vegas, and then whew, that would be a, that would be a tough one. But I'd still think that you know Vegas would be able to to take it. So. Yeah, I, I can agree with that. It's gonna be. It's going to be fun to watch to get there because I'm actually starting to get into it. So, <laughs> Like now that you're the co-host, I'm like forcing you to like watch all these other sports, you know. I'm just like, hey, you need to do your homework. You need to be on top of things, you know. Well, this hockey, ain't no easy really job. The only one. What's up? Hockey's really the only one. Like I've, I've actually gotten into watching golf. I watch bowling. <laughs> so <laughs> it's, it's just never gotten into hockey. <clears throat> well, you know, like 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 I said, I mean, uh, you know, you got you got to put in some uh, some some work to be co-host on on this podcast. You know, we we don't take any slouchers, so <laughs> I, I'm willing to put in the work. <laughs> he's willing. He's willing to do it. I like it. And take um, Donald in round one. <laughs> 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 and then put him on the bench just to upset me. <laughs> yep. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, all right. Well, let's uh, let's move on to uh, NBA uh, action that's been going on. Oh my goodness, and NBA has been um, really just just fun to watch. Like it's been some some crazy games that have been going on. Um, I'm trying to look at the uh, the scoreboards here because we had the games from from uh, yesterday, um, but we'll also talk about a couple games before that that were that were crazy. So yesterday, um, the Bucks lose again to the Heat, one hundred to one fifteen. 
basically down now 3-0. The number one seed is down 3-0 to the Miami Heat. Now, when they had played, I think it was Wednesday. Let me take a look here. Um, yeah, that crazy ending game. Yeah, that was that was Wednesday. So the the Heat were up, I think, by like six points with or nineteen like seconds. Yeah, yeah, with nineteen seconds. Yeah, and the the Bucks like with the Heat making some terrible mistakes. Like J- J- Jimmy Butler, um, like throws the ball away to the Bucks who get it and then they score a quick point when all he had to do was call a timeout while he had the ball. Um, and then they, they call, a, um, what was it? A three point foul, uh, on the Bucks where they get to shoot three to tie it. And so they go to the foul and that, that foul call to me is the worst foul that I hate in the NBA because the guy went up for the three and the guy guarding him literally just put his hands up. He stood there. He didn't jump. He didn't do anything. He didn't even bite on the shot. No, he just literally stood there and put his hands up. And as the shooter is coming down, the shooter like bumps into him. And so they say it's a foul on the defender. Yeah. Oh um, yeah. That's the Middleton ended Drogic foul where Dragic just stood straight up. Yes. And like, he leaned into him and like the replays clearly showed that he did not even lean. He just stood straight up. Yeah. And so I don't feel like that was a, a good call at all, especially with it being a three that would tie the game. Um, I, I just hate when they make those, those foul calls because they, they do it a lot and it, and it bugs me. Um, and then, uh, and then, so anyway, so then it's tied. So then they uh, in, inbound the ball, and they they give it to Jimmy Butler. Of course, Jimmy Butler goes for a three, which he didn't. He doesn't need to go for a three for the win. I don't know why teams do that when it's tied. No, he but, was inside the line, wasn't he? Was was he? Oh, yeah, okay. when, when he got when he got fouled by Giannis. Yeah, when he got and then he got fouled by Giannis. Yeah. And yeah, it was, was kind of like a, a ticky-tack foul that was called on that one, too. I almost feel like the refs were like, well, we need to make it up to them, so we're going to give them, you know, this call. Um, and it was with with time expiring, and so with since the time had expired, Jimmy Butler got to take his foul shots with no one around. It was just almost uh, um, like a fragrant uh, foul shot, you know, where it's just you on the line and, and nobody else. And the ball hits the rim and like rolls, rolls around and it almost goes out and then it just barely goes in and they win because he made he made that shot with zero seconds left. I have not seen a game ever end with a foul shot with zero seconds. I, I don't know if you have ever seen anything like that before either. Is that an old joke, Matt? <laughs> yes yes <it> is. <laughs> no honestly I've, ne- I've never seen that happen and uh as much as the the foul call for Dragic um standing straight up was bullcrap so was so was the foul call on Giannis like it was well after Butler released the ball and he 
came down on the side of Butler and just touched his arm. And it was his left arm that he touched. No, it was his right arm. Yeah, it was his right arm. But Butler had already released the ball. It did not adjust Butler in the shot at all. It was it should not have been called a foul. Yeah, but do you do you kind of feel they kind of gave it to him because of the bad call from the the Drodic one? It, it could have been. Like honestly, there was a lot of weird whistles in the games that were played on Wednesday. Well, yeah, and then we go to the um, game seven for the uh, the Thunder and the Rockets, and you know the Thunder had all kinds of chances to be able to win the game and uh, and still be in it, and the the Thunder just you know I, I don't know if it was nerves or what, but they just choked on trying to inbound the ball to try to you know to get the winning shot or even just to tie it. And uh, they turned the ball over on the inbound. Um, I know you felt like he, the the one player they were trying to inbound it to got fouled uh, yeah, during Adams. that. Yeah, Westbrook pushed Steven Adams to the ground like <laughs> when he was trying to get the inbound pass. Like it should have been uh, – technically it's an away from the ball foul because the ball was coming in. It wasn't – he hadn't actually grabbed the ball. But, I mean, it was clear as day Westbrook, Westbrook pushed him to the ground. Yeah, so, I mean, you know, no no foul calls there when it was needed. Um, you know, but, I mean, the Thunder really did not have a, a very well-executed plan. I don't think they they were able to execute that very well with, uh, with what was going on. Um, you know, that, I mean, that's just me. I just, I just felt like they kind of almost looked like they had choked out there. And out of everyone, why are they trying to inbound it to Stephen Adams? Why are you not trying to inbound it to Chris Paul? Right. Like, they need three to win, two to tie. If they're going to inbound it to Stephen Adams, they should have like lobbed it over because he was at the basket with nobody between him and the basket. Like lob it at the basket. He's the biggest guy on the court, like, by far. He's heads above anybody on the Rockets. Just lob it at the basket. He'll jump up and dunk it. Done. (laughs) Done, yeah. (laughs) Exactly. And then if he gets fouled, then, you know, you have a chance to win it after that. So, um, that's, that's fair enough. But, you know, even with it being your team, I do have to point out that, uh, I did call it, and I said that the Rockets would take this series. Yeah, but you also <laughs> said they'd sweep. <laughs> I didn't say they would sweep. Liar. <laughs> um, but, but, I mean, I didn't think it was going to go to a game seven, that's for sure. But it, it, I, I definitely called that the, the, the Rockets were going to uh, take that series, though. Um, yeah, did. And then um, – Thursday's game, the the Raptors and the Celtics. Oh my gosh, 0.5 seconds left, and the Raptors inbound the ball, and literally the guy has to catch it and 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 just shoot it. Like you don't even get a chance to you know plant your feet or do anything. You 0.5 seconds, you literally just have to like hit your hands, shoot it, and the Raptors get a three to win the game. 
104 to 103. And basically, if the Celtics were able to play a little bit more deep, better defense on the inbound, the Celtics would be up 3 to 0 in this series. But the Raptors, you know, saving the series, in my opinion, and now they're only down 2 to 2 to 1. Um, do you think that this will be a turnaround for the Raptors or the Celtics, you know, or the Raptors basically got away with one with that? Uh, they got away with one because honestly, the Celtics, like they left Kyle Lowry open. And when you think about it, like, oh, that sounds terrible. But Kyle Lowry was on the opposite side of the court from them inbounding on the, on the, what is it? The, the arc of the three, like right before it drops to the baseline or the sideline. So he was on the arc of the three point line across the court from where they were inbounding. There's no way that the like most basketball players or even coaches would throw that pass because of the, like the ability of that pass being taken, like intercepted basically that for yeah. lack of a better word, but the Celtics just left him like they were guarding everybody else. And it's like, they forgot about him. There was nobody even close to him, like within like five feet of him, like not even close. And so they just threw it to him and he immediately shot the ball. Like it, it, it wasn't like he was right next to the guy inbounding, like the thunder were and failing, but I mean, it, it, they got away with one, honestly. The Celtics, they dominated that game. They should have won that game. Yeah, and it was kind of the same with uh, the Heat and the Bucks, where the Heat were up by, you know, six with only a, a little bit of time left. It was the same thing where the Celtics were up by a lot with only like 20 seconds left, and they blew the lead. Um, so some crazy stuff happening in that game. And then game one with the Nuggets and the Clippers, because uh, last time we spoke, the Jazz and the Nuggets were playing in their game seven. The, the, the Jazz choke and the Nuggets end up winning and moving on. I mean, the, the, the Jazz were up three to one in that series, three to one, and they let them come back and, and win the series. Um, I, I don't know what this what the future holds for the jazz, but I feel like they're stuck in this rut of, you know, they can always make it to the playoffs, but then they can't do anything once they get there. Yeah. The last couple of years, it was Donovan Mitchell. Like he just choked in the playoffs this year. He played very well in the playoffs, but they're the rest of the team really didn't step up to the level that was needed. You know, I they I think they need to make some changes and like, Watching some of the players that they had early in the year, like Jeff Green, who went to the Rockets, who has absolutely been amazing for the Rockets, could have been great on the Jazz. Why'd they get rid of him? You know, I mean, he was on he was on a small contract. It was kind of like a prove-it contract, and the Jazz still got rid of him when they could have had that dominant player as a, as a power forward, basically, that can pop out and shoot the three. Like, I understand why they got rid of Jay Crowder because they wanted to get um, Mike Conley. But, you know, getting rid of Jeff Green earlier this year when they could have utilized him was probably 
one of the few things that did hurt them in the playoffs. They they just got rid of players that could have helped them, could have given Donovan Mitchell that extra push that was needed. Yeah, and I mean, again, I don't know why these teams are not putting the ball in their best players' hands to win the game. Because um, Connolly took the three at the end to try to win it, and it like went into the hoop, rolled around, and then came out. It was so close, and they would have won. Um, but why is Donovan Mitchell not taking that shot? Like, I, I just don't understand why these teams aren't putting the ball into their best players' hands to win these games. Probably because the other teams are, like, realizing that that's what they're going to do, so they're going to guard the crap out of them. Yeah, I mean, I guess so. But, I mean, everyone knew Michael Jordan would get the ball, but yet he was still able to do it, you know, <laughs> back in the day. And that's uh, why he's the GOAT. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's very, that's very true. Um, but, uh, so, yeah, the Nuggets and the Clippers, they had their game one. Clippers blow them out of the water, 120 to 97. We haven't been able to predict this series yet because this is the first time we've talked about it. So Clippers, Nuggets, first game goes to the Clippers. How do you think the rest of the series is going to go? I think Jamal Murray is going to step up in game two. Nuggets will take it, and then the Clippers will win four to one. Mm. All right, man. (laughs) I mean – I, I kind of agree with you. I mean, I don't know if they'll necessarily be in game two, but I, I do think that they'll they'll at least get one. But the Clippers are kind of just um, unstoppable, you know, right now when it comes to that. Um, and then so we talked about Friday's game uh, with the, the Bucks and the Heat. So do you think the Heat are just going to run away and just sweep the number one seed? I don't think they're going to sweep. I think the Bucks will take the next game. But, like, history shows when you're down 3-0, you're done. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, history is not kind to uh, teams that are, are down 3-0. You are, you are correct about that. Oh, uh, some, some news right now that just came up on the TV because I'm watching um, uh, college uh, game day. Um, the Dolphins have just announced that they have released uh, Josh Rosen. Uh, that was expected because they've got what? they've got Fitzpatrick and Tua. So why do they need Josh Rosen? This is true, but that poor guy, he gets drafted in the first round, what, top two? I think he was like the second overall pick or second or third or something like that. Yeah, by Arizona. And, yeah, by Arizona. And then – Gets trade doesn't doesn't get, even get a chance in Arizona, gets traded to the Dolphins, you know doesn't do anything with the 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 Dolphins, and and, and now he's released. Like is is he really going to be a bust? Yeah, uh, I, I think he already is. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's like, just I mean, crazy. I feel like he never really got a chance. Yeah, I think he's the modern day Ryan Leaf. Oh gosh, <laughs> poor, poor guy getting compared to that. <laughs> like, I mean, in the games he's played, he has not been good. He's not shown any arm strength. He's not shown accuracy. Like, I'm confused how he got drafted so high. 
I think people were really stretching that year to get quarterbacks. I, I don't think it was a very popular quarterback uh, group that year. Uh, that makes sense. Um, but yeah, okay. I just wanted to bring that up because I just saw that they they brought that up on the on the bottom screen. So um, interesting to see if a team picks them up. Then, um, uh, all right, and then uh, so. The I think for the Heat, I think the the Heat hat are in the Bucks' head, and I feel like the Heat um, could sweep them, you know, because the Heat just have the confidence right now, and they squeaked by, you know, on the second game, um, the third game they blew them out by fifteen. I just I don't think the Bucks have any confidence right now. Um, so a big thing to look at, really, um, something that I didn't really. Like we didn't touch on, so game two, they won on the the free throws with zero time there. They won by two points. Jimmy Butler, the top the top scorer for the Heat, typically was the fifth low, fifth highest scorer on the Heat in that game, and they still won. He scored like fourteen or sixteen points that game. Yeah, he he did not carry them in that game. That's for sure. And they still beat the number one team. Yeah, well, I mean, Crowder has been huge for them. Um, he has been he's he's been clutch. And you know, in the game where they they won by fifteen, you know, there was a couple minutes left, and he, you know, uh, scored a three pointer to kind of like ice it, you know. And, uh, you know, if you have players like that, that can, you know, you can group around to be able to help you, then, you know, that's, that's, that's going to help or you don't have to put the whole team on your back. Yeah, for sure. All right. And then, um, the, the Rockets and the Lakers game one, I, you know, Big big shocker to me, you know the the Rockets win one twelve to ninety seven, and it's one of those things where I was, you know, I was like, man, the Lakers are gonna sweep them, you know. I, I was thinking that because the the Lakers dominated the Trailblazers, you know, they've had all this rest. The Rockets had to go all seven games, and they weren't able to you know, have much rest when it came to playing them. So I thought, you know, the Rockets will be burnt out, you know, and they, they, they pulled out a win. Now the trailblazers were able to win game one against the Lakers as well. And then the Lakers took four straight after that. So, I mean, is this kind of going to be a repeat of the trailblazers or it's just like the first game was an anomaly and then, you know, the Lakers dominate the rest or are the Rockets going to give them a run for their money? It all depends on if the Lakers can actually have a defender shut down James Harden. Like, that's why the Thunder were actually good enough to take the Rockets to Game 7 was because they had a defender to shut down James Harden. You know, James Harden, he, he of course, got his points, of course, did his thing, but he struggled throughout that whole series. Game one, he goes off for 36 points against the Lakers. Like, they need somebody to guard him. Like, if they can shut down James Harden and put the ball in Westbrook's hand, then the Lakers are going to run away with it. 
But if they can't shut down James Harden and Westbrook, then they're going to have a problem. Yeah, that's true. Because, I mean, in Game 7 with the Thunder, James Harden only had, like, 15 points, 14 points in Game 7. He finished with 8, I think. With 18? Yeah, because of the free throws at the end. Okay. So, I mean, you know, yeah, like you said, they were able to hold him to, you know, some minimal points. Yeah, if you if you let Harden get 36 points like the Lakers did, you're going to have a hard time stopping him. So, I, I definitely agree with that. But you – uh, you still didn't give me your pick for the series, though. Oh, Lakers. Like, that's <laughs> not even a question. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. Fair enough. Um, I think, I think, what's up? Lakers will, like, I think the Rockets are going to take more than one game. They're, they're probably going to take two. I think it'll go 4 2. Okay. Okay. I kind of like that too. Um, I think the the Rockets will be able to take some more games, but I think the Lakers kind of step up um, for this, uh, this next one. Uh, And, and they'll be able to, you know, put their foot down and be like, Hey, this is why we're the number one C kind of like they did with the trailblazers. Um, But yeah, I could definitely see this series going four two, but I think the Lakers will take it. Um, so today, the games that are played are the Raptors, Celtics. So the Celtics are going to try to go up three to one, um, and then the Nuggets, Clippers. And so the Clippers will try to go up two to zero um, on that series. Did we actually make picks on that series for the Raptors? For which one? The Nuggets, Clippers. I don't think we actually made picks on that one. Um, I, I think we both agree it's the Clippers. Yeah, I was going to say, I mean, yeah, I'm definitely going with the Clippers. I mean, really, since the beginning of the season when Kawhi Leonard went to the Clippers and, you know, LeBron James with, you know, the Lakers, from day one, I said it'll be Clippers-Lakers in the Western Conference Finals. So I've I've called it ever since they were on those teams. And so I got to stick to my guns, <laughs> you know, um, with it being Clippers-Lakers in the Western Finals. Yeah. Um, which would be pretty legendary if I get that right, since I called it like at the beginning of the season, <laughs> not to toot my own horn or anything, but you know. Well, I mean, the, the only team, honest to God, the only team in the West that really could have given that a run for its money and put cut thrown kind of a wrench in that really was the Rockets. Like, there's not another team in the West that that could throw a wrench in that. Yeah, because they're just the Lakers and the and the Clippers are so overpowered right now that they're just flat out is not another team that could even match them. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you you are you are correct with that. Um, So what what we'll do now is we'll uh, we'll go over to um college football just point out a couple things with that and then we'll uh get into uh nfl and um wrap up with that before we have to start our uh our draft our our fancy football draft um so with college football uh four out of the ten you know uh 
was the big conferences, I guess is what it's called, you know, um, are, are not playing this year. Um, so like the, let me, let me look at it here. I don't think the Pac-12 is playing. So the Pac-12 is not playing. The Mountain West is not playing. The Mid-Atlantic is not playing. And the Big Ten, which is the Big Ten, I think, is and the Pac-12 are the two big, big, big ones, you know, because they always uh, have a shot of making the college, uh, you know, playoffs. So with those four uh, big conferences not playing this year, um, is that kind of taking away opportunities from these kids who, you know, maybe decided to stay another year to help their NFL draft stocks go up? Or is it a good thing with everything going on with COVID that they're deciding not to? I believe it's kind of a combination of both because – yeah, it's, it's going to hurt the draft stock because they're not going to be looked at as much as the guys that are actually still playing. Um, you know, taking a year off from a game and then coming back is, is not an easy thing. Uh, but uh, the, the possibility of, like, games getting shut down because of COVID, like, they're already talking about games that are getting shut down because of COVID. It, it makes it a lot more difficult because they're still doing that kind of stuff. Yeah. The, there with the, the testing and stuff like that. Um, I mean, I think um, it really sucks for these, these kids and some of them who maybe are not going to go to the NFL, but they just want to play, you know, cause it's their last year in college, you know, they don't get that opportunity. They don't get the opportunity to be able to, you know, play a game that they love, you know, one last year before they have to go into the real world. Um, so I think it sucks that they're taking away those opportunities from people. Yeah, um, sure. And um, not a lot, but there are some top NFL prospects that have already opted out of playing college football this year and they're just going to go straight into the NFL draft when it happens. Whether their team is playing or not, there's some of them where their teams are still playing, like LSU has like two or three um, players that are opting out this year that um, are going to the NFL where they LSU is playing. They're playing their games, but they're deciding that they're not go- – the players mm-hmm. themselves have decided that they're not going to uh, with – uh, everything going on with COVID. Do you think, you know, teams will look at that and say, well, they could have played, you know, but they decided not to. Is that going to hurt their draft status as well, going just deciding that they're going to go straight into the draft? No, I don't think it will just because we actually have NFL players doing the same thing. So because of COVID, because of the scare, like the scary situation that, that the nation's in and everything, you know, we, we have pros that are doing the exact same thing. So now if they were opting out for other reasons, you know, then, then yeah, that could hurt their draft stock. But because it's COVID and they're like, you know, I don't want to risk it. I want to make sure that I'm healthy come the NFL draft. You know, I'll be able to pass my physical, I'll be able to do what I got to do to get into the NFL. I, I, I don't think that's going to hurt their draft stock. 
Okay. Awesome. Well, we'll see how that, that works out for them, especially with some of them being, you know, like top prospects, you know, in the NFL, um, you know, how, I guess the combine is going to be, you know, something that will be a big determination on, you know, how high they, they can get drafted and stuff like that. And then plus like the ones that are still playing now with the standings as of right now for, um, college football, it's, it's pretty interesting just because, you know, the, with the, the big 10 not being in it, you know, the pac 12 not being in it, like the, um, the the numbers for all the the teams are are just are just interesting and they're saying that with those other big teams maybe not being in it this year that you know some of the smaller schools might have a better chance of you know making the college you know playoffs this year um so i'm trying to to look and find the the standings for it. I know as of right now, Clemson is number one um, just because they still, you know, have their top quarterback uh, available and he's probably most likely going to win the Heisman. Um, you know, he's already won two, two national championships with Clemson went to the national championship last year, but I don't think anyone was going to beat LSU last year. They were kind of just a powerhouse no matter who they played against. Um, but with Burrow not being on at the quarterback for LSU this year, everyone's kind of asking, you know, who's going to stop Clemson from winning another national championship then, you know, um, let's see. I can't seem to find the, so I've got the AP pulled up right now. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was trying to find. <laughs> so, like, number two is Ohio State, but they're not going to play this year. Um, number three, Alabama. Number four, Georgia. Number five, Oklahoma. Number six, LSU. Obviously, those guys are all going to bump up one because Ohio State's not going to be ranked. Yeah. Um, but in the top 25, two, three, four – there's nine teams that have indicated that they're canceling their games. Nine teams? Yeah, so Ohio State, Penn State, Oregon, Wisconsin, Michigan, Southern Cal, Minnesota, Utah, and Iowa. All are canceling their games and all are in the top 25. Oh gosh, yeah, because they yeah they've already opt uh, like opted out not not having uh, games for for the season, um, man. So yeah, I I just don't really see anybody that can uh, like like I said that will be able to stop Clemson. You know, it could be Clemson Alabama again. You know, potentially, and Alabama's already lost to him twice. You know, so. <laughs> I, I just wonder, you know, how <laughs> how that would go if, if Clemson beat them, you know, three times, basically. You know, today, there, there's a game today that may, I think it's today, may, um, might change things around, but then it could show just how strong Clemson really is, depending on how it goes. 
They're playing number 10, Notre Dame. Oh, yeah, and Notre Dame is going to be in the ACC for the first time this year. Yeah. Um, And so, yeah, they will have to play Clemson at some point, you know, to – to you know, see see how they stack up against them, um, but I mean, Clemson's quarterback is probably going to go number one overall in the NFL draft. You know, th- this uh, next year. So, um, if you have a quarterback like that on your team, I mean, I think you're pretty much a, a shoe win. So, <laughs> um, but it kind of sucks. You know, they have the games. You know, starting today, but it just doesn't seem like there's a lot of um big games today you know they're all kind of just like unranked teams you know usually they have some type of major teams playing against each other you know the first week to kind of get everyone hyped up and ready for it but i just didn't see any games on the docket that were noteworthy of you know being like oh yeah like you know um this is exciting or this is exciting type of thing. Yeah, they they don't even have any ranked teams playing today. So nobody in the top 25 is even playing. Yeah. So I I was actually wrong. While while you were talking about that, I was looking up the Clemson-Notre Dame game, and that's uh, November 7th. November 7th, all right. Yeah, I mean, a lot of the major games aren't until later because, I mean, they have – uh, LSU versus Alabama, you know, and those are going to be two top-ranked teams playing against each other, and that won't be until, you know, later in the season. All right, well, uh, I think uh, we uh, covered everything kind of major when it comes to, to college football um, and with, uh, you know, some, some schools and universities not um, – not uh, not doing their season this year and everything. So I think we can uh, move over to uh, the NFL uh, just because, like I said, I mean, that is going to take us uh, a little while with having to make our uh, picks and then also with um, if we have time doing a little bit of fantasy football as well with our draft coming up here in a little bit. Um, so – which which do you want to start off with? Do you want to start off with uh, the fantasy football, or do you want to start off with like uh, making the picks? Let's make some picks. That sounds fun. <laughs> Alrighty. Um, let me pull up the the schedule here. Oh, and then uh, real quick too. So we we had posted because uh, NFL uh, another. Uh, breaking news thing that happened today was uh, Deshaun Watson uh, for the QB for the Texans is getting a four-year extension, $160 million. Um, And we had posted that on Facebook because it is the uh, second highest paid uh, QB uh, next to Patrick Mahomes with his big deal that he had gotten. Uh, So um, we had a couple comments. So Matt Klein said, nobody's worth what they get paid. So, <laughs> uh, he's, uh, he, he, I guess he's, uh, you know, he doesn't like how much some of these quarterbacks are getting paid. Um, and then, uh, Brian Barr, uh, boo boo, who, uh, used to co-host with me says, 
you are. So he's saying he's saying you're worth that. You are worth that much. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> so uh, I mean, uh, with uh, with that big uh, deal, you know, the Texans. It seems like they've uh, locked in their their quarterback. How do you feel about them locking him in? Um, uh, they had to. Deshaun Watson's too good to not lock him in. Like he he's. He's stepped up since his rookie year. He's been good. You know, he he's on a mediocre team, but they they could be a better team. They're they're kind of dumb getting rid of the arguably like top three wide receiver like in the league for a old beat up running back. But yeah, no, they, they had to lock him in. Yeah, I mean, ever since he got drafted, he kept on falling down the board. I kept on saying, why has no one taken him yet? Like, when he was the quarterback for Clemson, like, I knew he'd be a great NFL quarterback. And when the Texans got him, I was like, they got a deal. Like, they got lucky that he fell so far down the board. Um so I think it's great that they locked him in and they got that taken care of. I think just like Patrick Mahomes, He's kind of a, a trend trend setter. I, I feel like, like you said, if he was on a different team, he could probably do a lot more and probably, you know, maybe go have been to a Super Bowl by now. But he's just on a, like you said, a mediocre team. So it makes it hard for him to be able to, you know, make it any farther than just the playoffs. Yeah. So like if him and Mahomes switch spots. Like, say, Mahomes went to the Texans and Watson went to the Chiefs. I honestly think, as much as I hate to say it, the Chiefs would still be the powerhouse that they are because he would have Tyreek Hill, Nicole Hardman, uh, freaking, what's his name, Sammy Watkins. You know, he'd have that beast defense. Like, he he would have the team around him to to make him successful, you know, as successful as Patrick Mahomes. I really think it was a victim of circumstance type thing that he ended up with the Texans. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, uh, What am I trying to find here? Uh, Here we go. All right, so week week one. So for anyone who's you know uh, listening, that's new to listening the, to the podcast, what we do is we pick who's going to win each game in the NFL each week, and we each have an upset pick and a lock pick. And the upset pick and lock pick gets you extra points if you get it right. And the upset has to be like an actual like upset. You know, it, it it can't be, you know, you know, uh, last last year, uh, David liked looking at the um, the I guess the scoring line or the the thing on uh, for Vegas. You know, if Vegas has them as an upset, then, you know, you could be able to take that. Um, I, I just think record wise is the best way to pick an upset. You know, if 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 they have a lower record than the other team. If they have a worse record, then you can pick them as an, an upset when it comes to that. Um, and then the lock is just 
basically saying, you know, that you're guaranteeing that that team's going to win. They, they are going to win no matter what. Um, so we'll start off with uh, week one, which is uh, next week for Thursday night football. It'll be the Houston Texans and the Kansas City Chiefs, the defending Super Bowl champs. Uh, since this is your first time uh, doing your NFL picks on here, I'll let you start with uh, you picking first. Oh, you passed the buck to me. So, <laughs> Chiefs won the Super Bowl last year, but started out the season like crap. And I think they're going to do the same this year. So, I'm actually going to start this off early with my lock and say the Texans are going to win. Oh, wow, man. Already starting with a lock. That is crazy. Um uh, well, uh, I guess, you know, uh, the best type of uh, competition is to, you know, pick differently and go against each other. So I'm going to go with the, the Chiefs because they are the defending Super Bowl champs. They're playing at home. You know, I think they want to start off with a statement, you know, saying, hey, we can make it back to the Super Bowl again. You know, we have our top paid quarterback. Um, I... I just don't think the Texans have enough firepower to be able to keep up with how, like you said, you know, Mahomes and all those weapons. I just don't think they can score enough points to be able to, to keep up with them. Um, so I'm going to go with the, the Chiefs on this one. Um, then the next matchup is the Seahawks and the Falcons. Um Man, this one is interesting just because the Falcons got on a roll towards the end of last season. Um, they added Todd Gurley. Um, the Seahawks, you know, they're always usually in contention because they have Russell Wilson. Um, they've added uh, Jamal Adams in their defense. Um, I Let's see, man. I'm, I'm going to go with falcons because i think they're going to try to make a statement that they can do something this year Uh, so we're going against each other twice (laughs) i i think so the the falcons yeah they added todd Gurley. they've got a they've got a pretty decent team julio jones is money maddie ice is money (laughs) (laughs) um but the Seahawks, like they have Tyler Lockett, they re-signed Josh Gordon. He's actually coming back. Um, they have DK Metcalf. Like they, they actually have the weapons around Russell Wilson. Like everybody's always talked about how that how he's always had weapons, but he really he really hasn't. Like he hasn't had a good strong receiving core, and now he does. He's they're not just good; they're fast. You know, Tyler Lockett is one of the fastest guys in the NFL. And, I mean, he's he's money. So, I, I really think the Seahawks – I think the Seahawks are going to make a run this year. They're going to make a strong run this year in the NFC. And I know you hate hate hearing that because you're a Rams fan and they're in the, same, <laughs> in the same division. And I hate the Seahawks. I'm from Seattle and I hate the Seahawks. But I, I'm going to go for them against the Falcons. Alrighty, uh, awesome. The next matchup is the uh, the Bills and the Jets. Um, 
I'm I'm going with my lock on this one, and I'm picking the Bills. Um, they added Stefan Diggs in the offseason to give Josh Allen even more firepower. Um, their defense was solid last year. The Jets, I mean, they're still kind of a mess, if you ask me, and they lost Jamal Adams. Um, I, I just I think they're going to be one of the worst teams this year. So my lock is the Bills. Yeah, I'm I'm going for the Bills too because like the best receiver the Jets have is Robbie Anderson, and uh, the Bills have Tre'Davious. I think it's Tre'Davious White, lockdown corner. I can't remember his last name. But I think it's White though. Um, but yeah, Tre'Davious White is a lockdown corner, gonna shut down Robbie Anderson. Like Robbie Anderson's not that good, and then the Jets really have nothing else. Like they have. Frank Gore and Le'Veon Bell. Like old running backs that aren't going to do anything. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, All right, so the next matchup is the Bears and the Lions. Um, Bears uh, announced uh, today that they're going to have Mitchell Trubisky start over Nick Foles for them. Um, the, the Lions, I mean, this is kind of almost like two even teams, if you ask me, because the Lions really haven't had much to work with either. Um, you know, they're trying to become, you know, the Patriots and a more defensive-minded team. Um, but I'm I'm going to go with the, the Bears on this one. Uh, I'm going to go with the Lions. Going with the Lions. All right. Yeah. I like it. Different. Mitch Trubisky's a joke. <laughs> the Bears could have had Patrick Mahomes. Oh gosh, yeah, that'll always be the the curse that they could know that they yeah could have had him instead. <laughs> um, let's see, and then the next matchup is the Packers and the Vikings. Um, two two kind of you know good teams, playoff contending teams, uh, going against each other. Um, I feel like maybe the Packers are going to win this one just because they, you know, Aaron Rodgers has a lot to prove with them drafting Jordan Love and everything. So I think he's going to ball out and be like, hey, I'm not done yet. So um, I'm going to go with the Packers. So I I think Rodgers is going to go one of two ways with this. He's either going to ball out and say that he's got something to prove, kind of like you said. Or he's just going to be like, you know what? You guys have given up on me. I'm going to give up on you, and I'm not going to give you my best. I'm going to save my best for when I'm a free agent. Oh, man. You know, I mean, it, it's a good possibility that he does that because he was definitely frustrated that they took Jordan Love when there was so many receivers still available that he could have that they could have taken. Like, why didn't they go out and get Justin Jefferson or Brandon Ayuk? Like, why did they get a quarterback? Um, but yeah, I, I still think the Packers are going to take this game just because like the Vikings don't have Stefan Diggs, who's been their saving grace. Like, yeah, they have Adam Thielen and he's solid, but when the game's on the line, it's Stefan Diggs. It's always been Stefan Diggs and they no longer have that. Um, they're going to rely on Adam Thielen and Justin Jefferson, who is a, he's a rookie and he's going to be tested. But I, I still think the pack is going to win this one. All right. Awesome. 
Um, next matchup will be the uh, Dolphins and the Patriots. Um, first game for the Patriots without Tom Brady. Um, Dolphins, you know, they're probably going to start Fitzpatrick, you know, just because they'll wait to start Tua until later in the season, I would assume. Um it's still Bill Belichick, you know, and he's still coaching that team. I still think the Dolphins still are a ways from being able to contend. I know the Dolphins have always had the Patriots number in the past, and they always give them a hard time for some odd reason. Um, but I'm going to go with the the Patriots on this one. So the Dolphins have always given them a hard time in Miami, not in Foxborough. Dolphins usually lose in Foxborough. And that's where they're going to be playing. And the Patriots, yeah, they don't have Tom Brady. But they have Cam Newton, who's actually not a bad quarterback. And I think under the tutelage of Bill Belichick, he's going to be a better quarterback than he was with Carolina. So I'm going Patriots as well. Okay, awesome. Um, The Eagles uh, versus the Washington football team. Um, Washington football team announcing that Haskins will be the starter for them. Um, Eagles, I mean, struggled last year, I think more so just because they had so many injuries. And so it was hard for Carson Wentz to throw to like a third string uh, wide receiver. Um, I'm going to go with uh, the Eagles on this one just because I think they – they just have more talent on, on their roster than the Washington football team. Yeah, I'm going with the Eagles, too. Washington's going to be the the worst team in the entire league this year. Oh, gosh. Wow. <laughs> Even worse than the Jets. Yep. I, th- I think oh. it's going to be close, but I think Washington's probably going to win two games this whole season. Oh, gosh. Dang. Um, all right. Uh, next matchup will be the – Las Vegas Raiders with their new title. I got that correct. And then uh, the Carolina Panthers, um, you know, the Raiders will be on the road for their first game. Panthers, you know, they got Teddy Bridgewater, um, you know, Christian McCaffrey. Uh, the Raiders, you know, they they have all these uh, new rookie people. Um, they got some free agents in the offseason. Um this one's a tough matchup because I feel like they're both kind of, you know, evenly matched on, on, you know, both sides. Um, I got to give it, uh, I don't know about this one. I think I'm going to go Panthers just because of Christian McCaffrey. So, and he has Teddy Bridgewater. So I, I think this is going to be the first, first test for the Raiders new defense and their secondary you know, showing that they can actually defend the pass. Because um, Bridgewater, Bridgewater's never shown that he's a bad quarterback. He just had the really bad injury in Minnesota. Like, even when he was with Minnesota, he was good. Like, I don't know why people doubt him as a quarterback. He's he's always shown that he is a good quarterback. But I, I, I can't go against my team. I just can't do it. So I think the Raiders are going to tear it up. Oh, all right. Fair enough. You knew that. Um, you knew I was picking that. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that was a given. Um, uh, and then the next matchup is the uh, Colts versus the Jaguars. 
Um, I love that the Colts have uh, Rivers now. Um, I think that was a major piece that they needed. Um, Jaguars going with Minshew, which I don't really think he's that reliable of a quarterback as of yet. I mean, he could prove me wrong this year. Um, so I'm going with uh, the Colts and their new revamped uh, offense. Yeah, I'm going to go with the Colts too because the Jaguars just lost too many pieces this year. They, they're just giving up too much, and they have players that don't want to play for them. Yeah, exactly. Um, let's see. And then uh, the next matchup is the Browns versus the Ravens. Um Browns had such high expectations last season. They weren't able to accomplish anything with all the superstars that they had on their team. Um, they were thinking it was because of the head coach. So they have a new head coach. I think the Ravens are still wanting to prove that they're Super Bowl contenders. Um, they they added uh, Clayus Campbell on defense. Um, so I'm going to go with the, the Ravens on this one. Yeah, the Ravens' defense is definitely one of the scariest in the league just because of how good they are. Like, they, they're good at every level. That, that's the thing. Like, there's no weakness in their defense. Um, even losing Earl Thomas, they have uh, – I can't remember the guy's name, but the safety that's stepping up. He's actually a really good safety. And on any other team behind – the only reason he wasn't starting was because he was behind Earl Thomas. On any other team, he would have been a starter. So yeah. their defense is just – they're scary. But, uh, yeah, I'm, I struggle with this because the Browns have all the firepower in the world. Like, they, on paper, they have probably the best team in the NFL. But when it comes to out on the field, they're, they're not proving it. Um, yeah, I got to go with the Ravens, too. All right, awesome. Um, the next matchup is the uh, Chargers versus the Bengals. Um, with the Chargers, they have, uh, you know, Tyrod Taylor. Um, the Bengals, I'm assuming, are going to start um, Joe Burrow. So, um, you know, when it comes to that, huh? I didn't say well, Oh, okay. Um, sorry. Uh, the Bengals, I feel like, are still a ways from getting where they need to be. It's a good start with having Burrow, um, but I'm going to go with the Chargers on this one. So, are the Chargers starting Tyrod? Have they announced that they're starting Tyrod Taylor over Justin Herbert? Um, I'm not sure if they've um, they've announced that or not, but from watching Hard Knocks, it just seems like that Herbert is not ready. Okay. Yeah, I was kind of hoping to see the the two rookie quarterbacks go at it, but uh, I'm I'm gonna have to go with the I'm gonna go with the Bengals on this one. The Bengals, what? Yeah, I think I think Joe Burrow's gonna come out and prove why he was the number one pick. Oh wow! Okay, hey, hey, there you go. Um, the Chargers don't really have a great defense. Like they have Chris Harris. That that's about it. And oh well, Joey Bosa, but he doesn't really count. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Fair enough. All right. Well, the next matchup is the Buccaneers versus the Saints. Um, Buccaneers loading up with getting uh, Leonard Fournette uh, here recently. Um, you know, they got Tom Brady. They got Gronk. They, you know, everyone's basically saying Buccaneers are Super Bowl or bust. Um, Drew Brees, I'm sure, wants to make a statement that that is still their division. Um but I think the Bucks are, are stacked, so I'm gonna pick the Bucks in my upset. I think this will be an upset. Did you say the Bucks are an upset? Yes, over the Saints. Really? You think the, the Saints are the higher rated team? I I think so, just because of having Drew Brees, Michael Thomas, like Alvin Kamara. I mean, I think the and the Saints have always uh, always won that division. You know, they've always been over the Bucks, and the Bucks, like kind of like you were saying with the Browns, they have it all on paper. But we'll see if they can actually put it together and do it. So, you know, it's kind of hard to pick an upset right now just because everyone's all even. But I, I just feel like that would be you know more of an upset. Um, with Tom Brady going in there and uh, basically, you know, going toe to toe with Drew Brees. Yeah, the thing to keep in mind though is they are playing in New Orleans. Like playing in the Superdome is difficult, and Tom Brady has a hard time in the Superdome. Um, he's played in there a few times, and he doesn't really win there. So I'm I'm gonna go with the Saints on this. Oh, okay. Fair enough. Um, the next uh, matchup would be the Cardinals and the Niners. Um, with that, the Cardinals, you know, getting one of the best wide receivers in the offseason with DeAndre Hopkins. Um, year two for, you know, their their quarterback. Um, 49ers coming off the Super Bowl loss, um, division rival game. Mm, this was a tough one, but I would I'm gonna still say the 49ers in this one. So the Niners are considered favorites to go back to the Super Bowl in the NFC. Like they they were widely considered that, which I don't understand because they lost a few of their core pieces. But with if that's really the case, then I'm gonna take this as my upset and say the Cardinals. Oh, okay. I mean, I think that would be an upset, especially with the the 49ers coming off of being in the Super Bowl. So, um, yeah, I definitely agree. That would be an upset. So we both got our locks and upsets in. So that's good. Um, the next matchup is the uh, Dallas Cowboys versus the L.A. Rams. Um, as all listeners know, with me being a Rams fan, uh, I never pick against them. So <laughs> I'm I'm going with the the Rams in this one, playing in their new stadium. I think the Cowboys are overrated. And David may not like that because he's a Cowboys fan, right? (laughs) Yeah, he is. And (laughs) Boo-Boo. Oh, wow. Um, No accounting for taste. (laughs) Just kidding. (laughs) But Oh, gosh. No. I, I, I honestly think the Cowboys are overrated. I don't think they're as good as as they're 
everybody thinks they are. And I think Cam Akers is going to run all over the Cowboys defense. And like I I'm I'm going with the Rams on this one. Nice. Good good man. Good man. <laughs> um, I know you won't always pick the Rams, but at least you did this time. <laughs> uh, it's my hatred for the Cowboys. <laughs> <laughs> Um, all right, and then that's all the games on Sunday, and then Monday night is a double header. The first one being uh the Steelers and the Giants. Um I, I'm going with the Steelers just because their defense is, is pretty pretty good and the Giants just don't have much going on for them. And, you know, I think Daniel Jones is still unproven. Um and they kind of uh, rely too much on uh, Saquon Barkley, so I'm going with the Steelers. Oh, you don't think Danny Dimes can do it? <laughs> That's a negative Ghost Rider. <laughs> <laughs> That's a no for me, dog. <laughs> uh, I'm I have to go with the Steelers too. Like Roethlisberger's coming back, uh, he knows how to control that that offense a lot better than Duck Hodges and Mason Rudolph could. So yeah, I. With Big Ben back behind center, I think we're. I think the Steelers are going to take it. Awesome. Um, and then the last matchup for Monday Night Football, the second game is the Tennessee Titans and the Denver Broncos. Um, you know, the Titans coming off that loss in the championship game against the Chiefs, one game away from the Super Bowl. Uh, Broncos, you know, were, you know, starting to get some momentum towards the end of the season. Um, but I think I'm going to go with the, uh, with the Titans uh, on this one. Um, I think the Broncos will win some, some, some games this year and show some fight. Um, but uh, I think uh, Rabel has the, the Titans, you know, right where he needs them to be. Yep, I'm going with the Titans on this one, too, just because I hate the Broncos more than any other team in the NFL. <laughs> Gosh, I, I, I will take an L just to vote against them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. Um, that's like me whenever I have to, uh, you know, pick the Seahawks. It's like I never want to pick the Seahawks to win. <laughs> um, I just I just hate them with a passion. <laughs> And it just sucks because Russell Wilson seems like such a great guy, but I can't stand his guts when he's on the field. <laughs> Makes sense. <laughs> um, all right. So, I mean, those are our picks. We will, uh, you know, get them uh, going when the week is over and update on, you know, how many we got right, how many we got wrong, and with our, like, upsets and our locks. Um, the upsets and locks will be easier to pick once they start playing more games uh, when it comes to that. Um, let's see. So I think the last thing to wrap up then would just be uh, some fantasy football stuff that we haven't uh, covered for any last minute people uh, doing their draft uh, if it's coming up for them. Um, the thing I wanted to talk about was uh, maybe defense and some defensive players. Um, so for defense, uh, who do you think is the, you know, best best defense to go with this year? Um, that's tough because the Ravens always always bolster a good defense. 
Um, the Rams have a really good defense with, you know, Jalen Ramsey and Aaron Donald. I, I, I'd say probably a top defense would be the Ravens. Um, most people are going to try to grab that defense if they if they have a defense set up on their league. Uh, but a second defense, the second defense is kind of a toss up for me between the Rams and the Bills. Yeah, um, I would definitely say the the Ravens, you know, for sure with that. Um, I think their their defense had one of the top takeaways last year um, with having Marcus Peters and, um, you know, Earl Thomas. Obviously, they don't have Earl Thomas now, but um you know, they have Calais Campbell now to get some more sacks, some more pressure uh, up front. So I think you can't go wrong with having the Ravens as a defense. Um, I, I was trying to think of a, another defense. The only one that can come that comes to my mind is the Bills. Um, the the Bills just are 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 stacked at defense as well, and they kind of kept them in games. Uh, last year uh, for sure with having such a stout defense. Um, so those, those are definitely the, the top two that I, I would go with when it comes to that. Um, yeah. I can't really, can't really think of any more when it comes, when it comes to that now uh, for ours, at least. And it's something that I really like is we have where you can uh, add a defensive player uh, now sacks get you a lot of points and then also of course like interceptions and you know fumbles and stuff like that so if uh, if you had a top defensive player um, like say top two or three who would you go with so if I was going defensive line um, Aaron Donald all day long <laughs> like that, that that's not even being mean like but Aaron Donald is widely known as the the top defensive lineman defensive end for in the NFL. Um, if if he's not available and you want to grab another defensive uh, lineman, you know Chris Jones from the Chiefs, uh, really really good pickup. Um, but if you're looking more secondary and you're going to focus, you want to try to focus more on interceptions, you know t- uh, touchdowns off of interceptions stuff like that. You, you're going to want to look in the area of Jamal Adams or Harrison Smith. All right. Awesome. Um, the, yeah, I would definitely say Aaron Donald for, um, you know, defensive line, uh, a dark horse. That's a rookie that I think, you know, could really blow up kind of like a Nick Boza did last year. Um, Chase young, you know, keep an eye out on him. Don't, you know, you don't have to have him as your starter or, you know, necessarily, but, you know, if they're going against, if the Washington football team is going against like a New York giants or something like that, like, you know, you could maybe pick him up cause he could get to the quarterback a lot. You know um, I think a lot of people kind of forgot that he was the second overall pick just cause he's on the Washington football team. Um, so definitely keep an eye out on him as a dark horse uh, for a defensive player, um, Jalen Ramsey, you know, I think is always uh, a, a good safety to have. Um, Jamal Adams, like you said, now that he's with the Seahawks, um, 
uh, Marcus Peters is good for picks. He's a ball hawk, and he tries to get it into the end zone every time. Now, does he get beat sometimes because of that? Yes, but in fantasy football, you're not going to get negative points for people scoring touchdowns on your defensive player. Um, so that's not as big of a deal. Um, I can't remember his name, but he played for the Bucks last year, and he got the he got the sack title. Um, do you remember who that was? Uh yeah. Oh man. Hold on. I I can't remember his name. But while <laughs> while I'm looking that up really quick, Chase Young. I'm hoping he doesn't turn into the the next Jadavion Clowney. Which, by the way, still not signed. <laughs> I was waiting for that. I was like, man, he's got to he's got to bring that up at some point. <laughs> yep. Um. Gosh, where where Shaquille. is? Who is it? Shaquille Barrett. There you go. Um, if he has another season like he did last season, that's someone to get as well. Because I mean you're going to get a lot of points for, for sacks. So um, let's see. Well, is there, is there any other fantasy uh, topic that we should, uh, that we should cover before we wrap things up that, that you wanted to talk about? Uh, no, did my wife's uh, draft helped her out yesterday with hers. So it was kind of funny because, yeah, this is actually a good topic to, to touch on. Don't sleep on the rookie wide receivers. Like in the draft, like in the draft orders and everything, like if you're looking at the drafts, they're all lower ranked. But my wife's draft, they have like her works draft. They have 12 teams, 12 people that are playing, and nobody picked up any of the rookie receivers. Like, I, I ended up, because I was drafted for her, I grabbed Ruggs and Jerry Judy. But, like, CeeDee Lamb, Justin Jefferson, Brandon Ayuk, Brian Edwards, all still sitting on the draft board. Not touched. I'm like, don't sleep on the rookie receivers because this is probably the best rookie class for receivers that we've seen in this generation. Yeah, and that kind of happened in my brother-in-law's draft as well. By the end of it, I had picked up um, rugs because um, uh, with how much that you were hyping him up, I was like, yeah, I'll pick him up. Um, I was able to pick him up in like the seventh or eighth round, you know, late rounds. And by the end of the draft, there was still four rookie wide receivers that weren't taken. Um so yeah, don't sleep on the rookie wide receivers this year. I think uh, a good amount of them are going to blow up and probably have thousand yard receiving years. So um, definitely good, good, uh, good thing to bring up with that for sure to keep an eye on that. Um, well, all right, man. Well, this is exciting. We get to start the NFL season. We get to start uh, with doing our picks every week, which I enjoy very much. Um, you know, usually in football season, the podcast kind of gets uh, one tracked mind sort of thing, but we'll still try to, you know, broaden our horizons and keep coverage on everything that's going on. Um, but uh, definitely follow us on uh, Facebook as always, the Sports Harder podcast page. Uh, you can follow us on uh, Twitter at Sports uh, Sports Harder P, capital S, capital P. 
Um, follow us on Instagram, sports underscore harder underscore podcast. Um, you can listen to us on Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcast, all the major places. I appreciate uh, Chris's friends who are listening. Um, you know, we, we've been getting more listens every week now because of that. So uh, I appreciate you. Uh, you know, have your friends and family listen to it as well. Share it with them. Uh, share it with, uh, you know, the milkman, the trash guy, you know, your dog. I don't care. Share, share, <laughs> it, with, share, share it with everybody. We love the listens. Um, and we, we appreciate uh, everyone. And uh, we will uh, catch you guys next week for uh, another episode. So until then, we will catch you guys on the flip side. Later. Peace.